right, guys, here we are back at Peace Performance Podcast. Uh, we have Justin Ziegler, 2021 UCC champ. How are you, man? I'm great, man. How about you? Living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, like I had said, you were the 2021 champ. You brought a real nasty setup. I know I was following some of, like, the Firepunk videos where they did some of the, the front tubular front end stuff and that crazy turbo setup. Uh, kind of wrapping up everything for last year. And then, uh, you know, more or less you you brought the heat <laughs> and, and came with that win. Um, give us, give our listeners a little bit of a rundown on the truck, what the package last year looked like. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of kick it off there. All right. I mean, the, the truck last year was a 06 2500 quad cab short bed. Um, you know, we raced the truck for a couple years before we really went crazy with it and okay. um it kind of got to the point where i wanted to go faster and obviously in order to do that you know we needed to you know have the guys of firepunk help us with you know four link setup and you know the the front shocks you know set up and then it just started snowballing turned into you know a gt55 88 mil on the manifold with a 5.3 weimer over top of it yeah. and i mean it just it went crazy real fast from what we originally planned. Yeah, it started to snowball, and we went we went along for the ride. <laughs> I know. I remember seeing that uh, that unpackaging of that Weimer, you know, for the first time in the video, and you, you see the size of that turbocharger, and, and you think about like what a a GT fifty five or like what an old four eighty eight used to look like, and how big those were early on, you right. know, eight years ago, ten years ago, and now it's we're not playing. These turbochargers are twice the size of our heads. <laughs> you, oh, you know, they're they're big units. Yeah, you know it's big when it makes a GT55. <laughs> now, why the Cummins platform? I know you said you had, you know, raced the truck several years prior. You've been doing this competitively for some time now. But it, it seems like the, the Cummins has, like, that, that staple, right, in competition. And it always seems to dominate. What were those reasons for you to want to be invested into that 06 platform? I mean, I've always been a Cummins guy. You know, I mean, that's that's what we sled pulled for years and years. Um, you know, I, I knew I, I know the Cummins platform really well. I'm very comfortable with it. I'm confident enough that pretty much throwing any curveball, we could make something work and at least be able to finish a competition for sure. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, I mean, it's the best bang for the buck in my opinion yeah you know, i think the small block chevy of the diesel world it really is man i mean i i think anyone that plays with this like you're gonna have your loyalists right oh i'm ford loyal i'm gm loyal duramax whatever but if you're gonna break it down in dollars and cents the the, the cummins platform is the best bang for your buck and it's the most versatile <laughs> you know in all reality yeah, absolutely so UCC prep, let's, let's shift gears. We'll talk more on 2021. Um, walk us through that experience. What did UCC 21 bring to you? I mean, clearly it was good. You're coming back to defend your title, but walk us through some of that experience. Uh, UCC 21. I mean, it was just, it was, it's hard to describe, <laughs> but I, at one point, you know, after winning the dyno uh, and finished number two on the drag race, like, started to kind of feel the stars start to align and feel that luck was on our side. And it was just like, you can't describe it. It was just a really cool feeling. You know, the, the team, I mean, we, 
we clicked great as a team. You know, we all know each other very well, worked together for years. Mm -hmm. Just seeing everybody come together and, you know, what we as a group created work like we knew it would, you know, despite all the naysayers, it, it was just unbelievable. So in that weekend, right, I've, I've been the UCC plenty of times, never competed, right? So I don't know what that's like. But from a, uh, a worker that weekend, right, I usually we work a booth and stuff like that. We do the podcast stuff. For us, that weekend is a blink of an eye. It's a blur, right? You don't really get to take much of that in. From a competitor perspective, it's kind of that same process. Like, you don't get to take any of it until it's all said and done. Oh, absolutely. So, I've, you know, I've been a spectator before. You know, we helped, uh, you know, Mike Wazowski's team doing the qualifier. Um, you know, so I've kind of seen every step of it. But being a full-on competitor, like, you know, I'm used to being able to go talk to my buddies at their booths and, you yep. know, having time. There was none of that. Like, it was <laughs> all business. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it was well worth it. Yeah, I mean, it paid off for you, right? Now, I remember a few months back, you had the chassis up for sale. Yep. <laughs> so... Uh, walk our, walk our guys through our listeners through what, what, what are you bringing for 2022? Is it the same chassis changed up different power plant? What, what's that look like? Um, it will be a lot of the same stuff and something a little bit lighter. Okay. Uh, so that was our biggest hold back with that truck is, you know, I mean, that quad cab still full factory frame, you know, okay. front to back. Um, yeah, it has fiberglass doors and bedsides on it, but it's still heavy. I mean, it's you know, right around 5,300 pounds with me strapped in it with all my race gear and nitrous bottles, it's right there. And it's hard to, I mean, dirty hookers pushing the fours and they're going to be there by UCC. Yeah. And, and in order to be competitive with guys like them and Derek Rose, you know, who's got a really good chance of coming out and putting fours on the board. We got to be able to do the same. So is it too early to tell? Are you coming with the crew cab chassis again or you're not saying? No. No, it'll be a regular oh. bed. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe a different color scheme. That's still in the air, but if not, it'll be the classic white with the gas mask logo on it. Okay. And then same power plant, trans combo, things like that are going to be similar? Um, going to a Rossler Turbo 400, so okay. we can trans break it. Um, an SES transfer case. Uh, will be the same engine. Uh, the same turbos will be on it at some point. Probably will not be on it for the drag race. Uh, we're going to change that setup a little bit just to, you know, save the weight and have a little better controllable power. Okay. Now, with UC 2021, did you do any other competitions or do any other drag racing? Or that power plant was really just for that competition, and then that was pretty much that for for that truck? So that engine, actually, before UCC, it already had – ton of passes on it uh we did king of the street with it uh okay. the prior um i mean it had tons of runtime you know tons of testing i i can realistically that engine probably had better than 52,000 plus horsepower pulls on it wow and that was a coolant flowing enforcer from dnj um and it never never missed a beat the only reason we, I mean, we pulled it out because it's got to go in the new chassis anyways. And Drew's like, hey, let me check it out. Let's just make sure everything's good. Um, he's making a few little changes on the oiling system. 
and we're putting them back in and running it. So the bearings, everything in there, everything was not everything abnormal. No, everything looked good. So from the stats of last year, what was the best quarter mile time that you were able to pull off at UCC in 21? Uh, so eighth mile, we went a 5-3 flat at 140. Okay. And so that, the mile like a beast. <laughs> what did we What did we dyno? Uh, 2443 uh, and 3280-something torque. Wow, okay. And that was, you know, that was turned down. We, you know, we were kind of one of the last guys to go. And we were confident that we were going to give, we were going to give a stab at it, turn down to see if it would do it, just bring all four kits on and see if it would at least, you know, take the lead. And it, it really did it effortlessly. Now, how about the sled pull last year? How did you end up finishing in, in that in 21? Oh, uh, I think we ended up ninth on the sled pull. The sled pull, like, wasn't a good showing, which is surprising being we're sled pull guys. But, you know, used to that track out there being, you know, just real kind of shitty. So, when we set that truck on kill, that chassis was going to hook on anything. <laughs> and we had way too much hook in the chassis. And when it, when it got you know, in direct gear with the converter locked, it just pulled itself down to about 3,000 RPMs, but it would never pull below that. So I rode it out, and, I mean, it went 290-something. Now, you already mentioned earlier, you know, you're bringing a regular cab chassis into the mix this year. Um, so one of the areas that I think you want to improve on is your eighth mile right at the track and, and what those yeah. times look like. Looking back on your other stats of 21, where are you shooting to see the most improvement or what are you gunning for to improve on? Uh, I want to, I mean, there's room for improvement across the board. Uh, all three events, we need to do better if we want to beat, you know, you know, like I said, to be the best, you got to beat the best. So we have to keep pushing the envelope and pushing everything forward or we're going to get left behind. Now, going into 22, you know, you, you already have an idea of some of the competitors. You've already mentioned a couple names. Are you watching a lot of these guys closely coming into the offseason and now the offseason, or are you just more or less dedicated to what you guys know you need to do? Uh, I mean, watch them a little bit. You know, you hear chatter, whatever. I don't – I've never really cared what everybody else was doing. I, you know, we, we make a game plan as a team on what we think is going to give us the best opportunity to win. And that's what we care about, and that's what we pay attention to. Interesting. 2022, what's your top three predictions? Besides you guys, number one, you're not showing up to, to take anything less than first. We all know that. Right. I I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that people have counted out that they really shouldn't. Right? I mean, you can never count out. You know, I mean, Derek Rose is the king of pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Um, you know, Dirty Hooker. I mean, like I said, they're right there. That is a badass hot rod, and it's gonna, it's gonna go for us this year. There's no doubt. They were. I I, I want to say, you know, I'm not the biggest Duramax guy, right? I, I make that vocal, but I was very much impressed with Dirty Hooker's performance last year. Man, they are, they're doing oh, the business, right? <laughs> oh, I, absolutely. I mean, that's that's your top Duramax guys right there, and you know, and they show out. Like, they're definitely no slouch. You know, I think everybody needs to pay attention to Turbo Tom. Uh, I can see him doing some big things this year uh, with, you know, just the changes he's making. You know, I 
like I said, we're going to work our butts off to be at the top. But, I mean, th- those guys, you know, I mean, I never count anybody out. No, you know, no. You, you know, in a big event like that, like you need that, you know, that little bit of luck to be on your side, you know, it, for things just to work out. It's a lot of luck, you know, like don't, don't under, don't underplay that. It's a lot of luck. I mean, you got to keep a truck together for, you know, how many events over the course of a few days and right. you're working that truck. You know, you just said you had, you know, 50, 50 dyno pulls on that engine. And then miraculously it stayed together the entire UCC of 2021. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. We actually took that truck. We went and raced it, shied with it. Um, went and raced at Rudy's with it. And I mean, when I got back from UCC, like we were just burnt out. So we, I mean, the truck sat for two right. months. We did nothing to it. <laughs> Didn't even look at it. Just kept it in the back of the yeah. shop. And that was that. Stuck, stuck in the corner, threw the cover on it and said, you know, we'll figure that out another day. <laughs> you know, decided to pull it out and the truck started out of nowhere. I mean, the truck was just getting faster. You know, we had not, we had not put the UCC tune back in it. We wanted to make another pass this year on what went a five three zero? We never got the chance, but we completely turned the truck down, shut all the nitrous off except for a very small jet on the brake, and the truck went a five fifty at one hundred thirty six. Oh wow! So I, I'm quite confident we could have improved on our you know right. on our personal best, but we really didn't need to. No. You know we fought the truck for the entire day on Friday at Shad just to slow it down to race 590 because we're, you know, we're too heavy. They won't let us run pro street with it. So like that was, it was way harder to slow it down than it was to make it go fast. Now this uh, regular cab that you're going to bring into the mix, full fiberglass front end, front half, all that you're uh, I would assume. Yeah. um, Right around that. I mean, it's, it's going to be a pretty simple setup. You know, simple like the quad cab was, you know, we want, we want to be user friendly, you know, we want to be able if we have to work on it, that it's, you know, we're not pissed off at it the whole time. We want right. to be able to, you know, get done what we need to get done and get back on the track. Now, for any of our listeners here that aspire to potentially get into this in years to come, what's some advice that you would give those guys? Find a good team. Yeah. I mean, we're at work with guys in the industry, you know, you can't, I don't care what anybody says. They can say all the negativity they want. You can't be the best at everything. No, no. So as that are, and, you know, get them on your team. Speaking of teams, anyone you want to give a shout out to? Oh yeah. Everybody, you know, at Firepunk, I, yeah, I can't thank those guys enough. You know, they help us a ton. You know, we work really well with them, you know, drew down at DNJ. Obviously we've proven it, you know, there's been five UCC competitions and a enforcers won four of them. So that speaks for itself. (laughs) Um, You know, the guys at extra G and we did some testing on some injectors last year. That was actually a a test set that was in the truck at UCC, uh, which were actually smaller than what we normally ran. And we gained a ton more power with them. So those guys did great. Everybody, you know, Kyle at hot shots, everybody hot shots. Yeah, you know, they take care of all our fluids in that truck. And with the stuff with the the abuse we're putting this thing through, we don't have to worry about oil. Right. You know, it is it is the best there is, in my opinion. And I've tried to 
pretty much everything that's out there. <laughs> in my opinion, that is the best with the things that I know personally I've put it through and seen it not tear up engines. Well, I mean, the fact that you were able to get the engine to last as long as it did and Drew was able to take it all, tear it down, and everything looked good. I mean, for him to make minimal changes, you know, for oiling and whatnot and to ensure that, you know, that reliability is there on that motor speaks volume of not only the parts components, but the fluids and additives that are being added into the mix to make that possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely couldn't do it without, you know, without the team for sure. Now, for any of our listeners that want to continue to follow what progress you are going to make leading up to UCC 2022, how can they follow you? How can they get in reach with you? Uh, I mean, we'll post some updates on the Ziggler Diesel Performance page on Facebook, um, my personal Facebook page. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be tons of YouTube videos out there between us and Firepunk. Um, and that's pretty much the easiest way to check, the, you know, check our Instagram out. You know, we're always kind of posted some sneak peeks here and there. Um, obviously, we're not going to let too much out of the bag until we pull it out of the trailer at UCC. Right. <laughs> well, I think I speak uh, on behalf of all of our listeners. We're really excited. It's crazy to think, right, this is middle of January, but uh, UCC is going to come up real, real fast. It always oh, does. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time. Listeners, stay tuned. We have more segments coming up. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hey guys, I'm producer Justin filling in for Chris and Paul. Uh, on the industry news segment, we got Anthony. How you doing, Anthony? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. All right. What do you got for us this week? I got a couple things. Uh, light week so far, <clears throat> but the big news is our 2.8 Stealth turbocharger. Okay. So if you've been following us for a long time, majority of our viewers have. I still get calls to this date about when Nick took apart a stock 2.8 turbocharger. Yes. And that video has blown up, I don't know how many thousands of, tens of thousands of views are probably on there. Yeah. But that has always been a big um, kind of in the future product for us. Now we're finally here. We've got the DT44 mil turbocharger for the 2.8 Duramax 19, or excuse me, 16 to, I mean, essentially 21. They're yeah. all going to be supported. Yeah, for sure. Anything that we have tuning for, we're going to be able to do, but those chargers are shipping out. Pre-orders are being accepted. We're going live with the product, I believe, next week. We're going to start listing it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, uh, as you guys know, Paul and I do the videos here with these guys, and essentially it is very close. Yeah. Um, we did a kind of an unboxing video, Nick and I. Um, gives you some tips, pointers, essentially what you expect in the box. Um, we also have a product video, which includes that ride-along video that you guys have seen with, uh, I believe it's Nick and Paul. Nick and Paul, yeah. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And I know you have another thing to talk about. Yeah, other than the charger, I mean, we're, we're excited for that. That's been three, four years in the making. Since, <laughs> since I first started here four years ago, that's always been like, we're working on it. So yeah, we're glad sure. to finally have that as a finished product. Um, the other thing is 22 Cummins support. Yeah. So you might have seen in the previous videos when we did the towing test that we had that 19 dually. Mm -hmm. We traded that in. We have a 22 mega cab single wheel that we have with a 68. So we're finishing up support for the CMF platform. A um, little different than the 21s. I think some of the encryption stuff. Yeah. You know that's where Nick and the guys in tuning come into play. For sure. But um, we're going to be working on single tune switchable from 19 plus as a whole. I mean that's always been in the works, but we're getting a lot closer to that. So excited to be bringing you know 22 common support and the 19 plus switchable it is going to be a big thing we get that a lot anytime a new model comes out in the new year it's always 
Hey, do you have this? That or the, the second, the, I think guys order their trucks and I go, yeah. Hey, do you have uh, support for my 24 door max? It's like, are they even taking orders? Yeah. No, but I want to know. <laughs> we can't even get one. <laughs> Nick's notorious. It's nice to see Nick bought that one because yeah. usually he's notorious for going to the dealership and just stealing and taking tunes off of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting to see that. Also, like, I hope Nick doesn't watch this, but I hated that 2019, so. Well, why didn't you like it? I mean, I all like the dualies are so ugly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a towing vehicle. Like, anytime, like, even when we when I talk to guys on the phone, we talk about the drivability. It's like, if it doesn't have a trailer on it, yeah. it drives like dog shit. Yeah, for sure. Granted, that's what they're built for, but, yeah, unloaded, their things are terrible. But nice to have this truck in. It's sweet. I mean, we've already got a company sticker on the back. Nick and Tim and the guys in tuning have been working on it nonstop. So excited to bring that support uh, coming here to the future, being able to share that with everybody. For sure. Awesome, Anthony. Thank you so much for that. Guys, stick around. We're going to be having Jeremy in the Super Tech Seg and Sean Lynn with the Knowledge Base. What's up, guys? This is Justin, and I brought Sean Lynn in. We got the Knowledge Base segment. What did you bring for us this week, bud? Uh, this week's segment is going to be talking about a, a CP3 pump replacement on an LB7. All right, all right. So uh, walk us through what exactly the customer called in. Tell us uh, what happened. Yeah, so uh, basically uh, pretty standard procedure here. People replace their CP3 pumps on their older trucks because, as you know, they go bad over time. Uh -huh. um, this uh, specific customer installed a new pump on his truck and immediately started getting um, fuel rail pressure spikes okay and that's okay. where we had to dive into it a little bit deeper to see exactly what he got all right so he called in how immediately after installing it was it like first startup go yeah yeah okay so walk us through what you uh what'd you do with that after you diagnosed the issue what'd you have him do so this is pretty common to be honest with you um there are times where people buy a pump off the internet or from exergy for example and what they don't know is that a lot of times these pumps will come with LBZ regulators on them because naturally it's an upgrade for a lot of people. And if the truck is not tuned for the LBZ reg, it'll flow extra fuel, causing it to over spike on rail pressure. Yes, so essentially Sean's not wrong. This happens quite a bit, um, especially if guys are buying parts that someone bought and didn't use or something like that. Um, I was in tuning before in this company. I've been pretty much at every position here. I was Sean Lynn at one point. Um, what, what did we do to fix that problem? Um, so naturally, of course, we asked for a data log and we reviewed the information with our tuning guy, Brandon, who does most of the Duramax tuning. And we sent him a tune update, basically set up for the LBZ regulator because we need to close the regulator more to control the fuel yeah. that it's putting out. And after that, then he was good to go. It was merely just a tune update, pretty common thing. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of those things where like, if you are driving the truck and that's happening after putting something new on, it's it's very unnerving. Uh, it's one of those, you know, it's your LB7, right? This thing's been on the road. This guy probably had it for a while. How many miles, do you know how many miles he had on the truck when he had to replace the CP3? Did he tell you? Um, I think it was in like the 250,000 okay. mark or so. Okay. I mean, that's usually when people start modifying them, you know, after they've driven them a long time and they want to refresh the injectors, the pump, then they start going with turbos and transmissions. Some guys even sooner because typically the transmission doesn't last to 250,000 unless all you do is highway drive it your entire life. For sure. It's one of those things too, like you said, you grabbed a data log, right? And you guys reviewed it. 
that goes to show the importance of these data logs, which, you know, essentially EFI Live, that's the one I'm used to. I know you guys look at easy links too nowadays. Um, it's one of those things where the, the first step to figuring out a problem is codes or data logging, right? It's always like that. I'm pretty sure that's the first step you guys usually go. And here we go, we solved it in no time. Yeah, basically just to determine that it was an LBZ rag, because uh, he, he wasn't sure exactly what kind of pump it was, we reviewed the log and we noted that it's commanding this much rail pressure and we're actually getting this much all the time. So from there on, we pretty much assume that it's an LBZ reg, especially after looking at the data. For sure. These guys answering the phones, I'm sure you probably knew it right away before you had the guy doing it, but uh, these guys know what they're doing and uh, essentially figuring out the problem is the first step to solving the problem. So that's awesome. And uh, anything you want to leave with? Um, it's just very important when you guys order CP3 pumps for your LLY or your LB7 to know whether it's an LBZ regulator or not. Because if it is, you need a tune update, and if not, then it's not necessary. Unless we're talking like a 10, 12, or whatever larger CP3 pump. For sure. All right, guys, stick around. We are going to be having Jeremy on for the SuperTech seg. Sean, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. All right, guys, and it's everyone's favorite segment, I'm not going to lie, including mine. <laughs> My buddy Jeremy here. How are you? I'm good, man. Jeremy, um, I saw you literally uh, mother-effing a truck, so is yeah. that what we're talking about today? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2018 L5P. All right. Yeah, brand, almost new truck. Okay. So essentially, it looked high. I mean, for a 2018, that thing looked like it was run through the ringer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a 2018. Uh, it's definitely it's a transport truck. So it um, drives across country. Uh, 287K. You know, so it's got 300,000 miles on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's coming in with some emissions code. Still fully emissions intact, too. Okay. So that's what's really cool. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. All right, so walk us through. What was uh, what was the issue? Uh, some of the issues are it had knock sensor codes in it. So um, it's throwing knock sensors for the number two with you know, catalyst, catalyst efficiency. Okay. So knock sensor. Uh, once I did that, we put a new knock sensor in it, and that it actually threw a number five injector code. Uh-huh. Okay. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, 287K, looking at the balance rates of the injectors and uh, seeing that stuff, it's like, okay, the customer is like, hey, can we just put one injector in it before we do all eight? Just uh, We want to make sure that's the problem with this truck before we you know, do all this work. For sure, so. for sure. Um, Which is not something you guys usually recommend, right? Because no. when you do that, you're out of balance rates. That's not going to help exactly. the new one. Exactly. It's yeah. just we're, we're trying to get the truck diagnosed and dialed in. For sure. That's uh, a rare case we do that. We don't normally do that we normally yeah. just say hey put all eight in yeah. and you're good to go but we really want to dial this truck in since it is newer platform yeah for and sure. it has 287k for so. sure yeah definitely uh it's rare <laughs> but the mother effing came in because of uh everybody knows that an uh, injector stick on like an lbz and you know, ly things definitely, like that well definitely. an lml even but yeah it took me three hours just to get the number five injector out <laughs> Guys, he's, no, he's not joking. I, you know, I walk around the shop and Jeremy, yeah. I mean, you guys follow Jeremy. He literally posts, posts, he just recently posted that thing. Yeah. And essentially the man, the man I, I felt bad. He looked like someone at the gym for the, for the <laughs> second hour, but you know. Right. Hey, it ends up coming down to just, you know, having to weld a nut and bolt on top of the injector. 
So now I'm welding on top of a fuel injector. I mean, how bad can that go? Right, <laughs> right. And then we hook a slide hammer up to it and slide hammer it, and it still took a while, you know, Asian persuasion, <laughs> a little persuasion, you know, to get it to come out. So essentially, um, did you notice that after you did the one injector, are you guys still diagnosing or? Yeah, we're still in the middle of diagnosing, but it brought my balance rates down from that. Okay. Um, that number five injector, when I started, it was at uh, almost 4%, four per, four I guess you could say, MM3. Okay. So the others were around zero. That one was around four MM3. And then I put that injector in, and now it, they're all evened out across okay. the platform. So okay. yeah, we're just now trying to get the truck to get into regen and you know, just make sure she's good. For sure, I get that. So, yeah. All right. Well. That seems to be the common theme here when you have those high high mileage trucks that are usually like the guys that are doing transport, right? Yeah. So. Uh, I guess I would just recommend on this is just like, you know, kind of what I did on this one. I kind of like how we, we step back and we're like, okay, let's, instead of selling this guy $5,000 worth of injectors first, like, you know, let's, let's just dial in since it is a new platform and dial in, try to get it fixed and dial in exactly what's wrong with it first. And then, hey, you know what? One injector's bad, the other seven are gonna go bad, so. It's one of those things where you don't wanna throw, what, six, eight, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. A bunch of money at it. You wanna figure out the issue first. Right, exactly. And then you wanna go for it, which is something like I just, we just talked about with Sean Lynn, where it's one of those things where you wanna get it right, you wanna get it right, yeah. and you don't wanna overspend, so. No, and that's exactly it. I mean, they are on a budget. It's a transport truck. Who knows? 287K, this guy might not have it for eight more months. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> so, that, thing is, that thing is high mileage yeah. for sure. And it's one of those things, like you said, he's also, it's, he want, they don't want that truck down. That's, that's right. money. Every day that truck's down, he's, wor he's losing money. Yes, he is. So, so <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us for this week. And uh, next week, be ready for the uh, usual suspects to be hosting. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Oh, God damn it. Clip I hate in. being on camera.